Hello, I'm Dave Shulkin from Anchor Bay Entertainment. It's my pleasure to be sitting here with Norbert Mizell, Nancy Kwan, and Robert Forster for the commentary track for Walking the Edge. I'm Norbert Mizell. I directed this picture, Walking the Edge. This is Robert Forster. Uh, I play Jason Walk, uh, cab driver. Hello, I'm Nancy Kwan, and I play the role of Christine Holloway. I'd like to start off with Norbert and ask you how this film came about. Oh, that's a good question. My God, it's so long ago. I have a friend of mine who was my partner, Manfred Menz. We had the idea of making this uh, picture, and we were at the Cannes Film Festival, and I see Robert Forster standing there at the Carlton Hotel uh, next to the terrace. And I said to my friend Manfred, I says, that's the man I want. I saw him in some terrific movies before, and uh, I said I'm going to go over and talk to him. Well, I walked over, he gave me a look, we exchanged telephone numbers. That was it for the moment. We went back to Los Angeles, worked on the script, and then um, I gave him a call, and that's how it all started. It was quite an experience. We were very excited about working with Robert. And of course, I was fortunate enough to have Nancy Kwan, since she's my other half, to work here on this picture. <laughs> I was very excited because it was really second or third film I did working with uh, Robert and Nancy together. I thought I really had a winner. So it was a very exciting undertaking. I remember when uh, we had that little conversation at the uh, Carlton Terrace. I actually went there uh, with Bill Lustig and a picture called... Um, Maniac. No. Vigilante. Vigilante. Oh, yes. Vigilante. Yes, yes. yes and... Yes. I also went there with the idea, gee, maybe I can get a job. <laughs> so, guess what happened? Yeah, it was very exciting. Now we've got uh, Joe Spinell. Joe Spinell, the Aww. great Joe Spinell, now gone. Oh, that reminds me, he still owes me some money. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get it. <laughs> you brought him into the project, remember? I don't remember that, yeah. but, uh, oh, good. Because this guy, I have never worked with a better actor than Joe Spinell. Yeah, he always played seedy guys, real oily. Mm -hmm. uh, you may remember him in Rocky. He was the uh, the, the thumbbreaker, the, uh, the armbreaker in Rocky, who was Rocky's boss. And he was in uh, Vigilante, and, uh, and I knew he was a terrific actor. The first day I met him, he came to me and he says, he's a director. I said, yeah, he says, so listen, took me to the side, he says, since I'm working here, he says, can you lend me a few dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I pay you back, don't worry. So uh, I thought he was he was right for the part. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great guy. Yeah, we worked well. Your father is a dope pusher, kid. You're a liar. No, no I'm not a liar. He pushes hard-line shit to kids your age. This is kind of a rough scene where Joe kills the son Nancy's character wanted to ask Nancy her memories of working with Joe and doing these scenes. Oh, I, I was very fond of Joe, liked him a lot. As you can see, he's pretty frightening looking. So, uh, and he's wonderful, he's a wonderful actor. He made it easy for, for everyone, especially for me. It's a pretty brutal scene. And Norbert, uh, what was your intention making this film? How did you envision this movie in terms of the tone and, and the genre of the film that you wanted? 
Well, I wanted it to uh, be uh, like some of the old uh, John Garfield movies. I had this idea, and that's one of the reasons uh, I always uh, liked Robert, because he, I felt like he was like uh, John Garfield, and I wanted to give it sort of a noir look. That scene here, especially, we had a big problem. I think that was the first... That was the first day of shooting. First day of yes. shooting, and we had a cinematographer that was sitting in the middle on the set. Uh, the producer brought him in, uh, that was uh, Sergei Gonchov. Uh, and I didn't know the man, and the guy was sleeping. He was drunk. And we had no, uh, really no cinematographer. So I went to Sergei and says, listen, we have to do something about it. So we had to let him go. So uh, we weren't too happy with the lighting on this scene. Well, this is a pretty short schedule on this picture. This is one mm -hmm. of those really shoot it uh, fast and uh, it was not a big budget picture. So, um, you know. You're, you're really up against it. If you miss a day of shooting, you miss some right. scenes. Uh, you have really little choice but to shoot. And uh, once you got the crew assembled, uh, get going. Yeah, you're right. It's tough. That's Jim McIntyre. He's now a lawyer. He no longer acts. Which one? The, the one with the red hair. Really? Uh, the plates. Uh, you'll see him in a minute. Well, actually, we, uh, he wrote a script with me, remember? And we shot another picture with uh, Nancy and David Carradine, it was. He wrote it. Jim McIntyre with myself directing. You got the script from Kurt Allen. Kurt, Kurt Allen. Allen, yeah. This script. Walking and you Dead. worked with him after. I worked with him afterwards. Yes. On, yes. On, on my own little picture, Hollywood Harry. I, I uh, said, all right, this guy writes good stuff. Uh, let's see if we can uh, put something together. I haven't seen him in a long time. Is he still? Uh, I haven't writing? seen him in a long time either. But uh, the last I uh, talked to him, he had just written the sequel to Alligator. Oh, really? Which I wasn't in, but which was made by uh, the same producer. I don't have to put up with this shit. I don't have to put up with your shit neither, Brewster. Oh. Well, Nancy, you were crawling, crawling under the house. <laughs> That's really crawling <laughs> under the house. I deal with bats and I deal with Muriel. You pick up and deliver. Otherwise, keep your friggin' mouth shut. Is that clear? Yeah, that's clear, Bob. Robert's character is introduced. Right. I think it's a, a terrific character, a terrific job in the film. You know, uh, I, I don't remember doing anything special for it. I remember thinking, okay, uh, you can be a cab driver, Bob, and if uh, such a thing would happen to you, then uh, what happens next? You know, step by step. In a circumstance which takes a you know guy who drives a cab into uh, a real dangerous situation and a girl that he is attracted to and needs some help and eventually... Uh, is a warm relationship with. My friends don't talk to me that way. So fuck it, I'll get out here. We don't make that kind of this was the exterior of a restaurant, Italian restaurant. The rest was shot in Hancock Park in some um, somebody's house. You fixed up the the terrace there and made it look like a restaurant. You can see that the set is pretty small. We didn't move around too much. It was uh, just the master and two singles there. You let these bastards get away with it once, and the next thing you know, it's a fucking epidemic. Now, I pay like clockwork. Well, don't I pay like clockwork? 
You are my runner, you tell me. They like clockwork, Vance. Mm-hmm. Every dollar, every nickel, every dime a player hits for the week, his money's there. So now I got it going out, but not coming in. You know, you forget. I just remembered I was working for this guy. I was, really? I was running. I was uh, running money for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I got involved in this thing. Oh, really? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, in the, the story. movie. Yeah. <laughs> in the movie, yeah. I thought you were running money for him privately. Oh, Norbert. <laughs> I don't know, you know. Actors yeah, well, I haven't seen you in a long time, so, <laughs> you know, so. it might have gone bad. <laughs> hey, listen, I've done all kinds of things in my mm. life myself. Same thing goes for 412 and every other half-dollar player that still owes us, okay? Plus, I'm going to make you a real deal. You pulled down the two and a half dimes at fucking Jig Pimp, uh, what's his number? Uh, 606, Leon. You bring in the 2,500 he owes, you get half. One of the things I like about this movie is that it's, a, you know, in some ways a real down and dirty action movie, and it, at the same time it's got a lot of heart to it. it. Seems to me a lot of that came out of the people involved. I was wondering, uh, Nancy, if, if you remember much about your approach to this and what you brought to the picture. Well, this actually is the first time I um, work with Norbert as a director. Oy. Our first film together, and because of the, we're in Charlotte in like two weeks. The characterization is, is just this lady that's uh, on a revenge. Is for me it was uh, getting revenge and a very angry woman with a gun, and then she meets this cab driver and they develop a relationship. I prepared as much as I could, and I did know the script before because we had worked with Kurt Lowell and together we developed it. And the role was developed for me because Norbert wanted to work with me and, and uh, Manfred, Norbert and I are you know, pretty good friends. Sunset, the strip. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when exactly this film was shot? The end of 82, 1982. But it was released in uh, New York later because they made a deal with Empire Pictures and they released it uh, in New York. And I think it was 85. Remember what month? It was in New York during the, the football season and they got the best theaters and everybody went to the football games. Jason! Oh, I'm glad it's finally happening. It's about time. Oh, you'll see. Go on in, you'll see. interesting i've heard another title for this film is the hard way yes the germans distributed opened it up as the hard way in germany in a german-speaking territory they do that a lot don't they i mean they change the titles to suit i guess whatever sounds better in the language it's plays in the country oh that's jackie well, she's directing and producing pictures now we haven't seen her in a while have you seen her robert um, not recently. I saw her in Cannes a couple of times. She was in there with a picture that she was producing. Stay out of this, you old hag. Oh, listen to who's calling who an old hag. Honey, I hope you haven't been sleeping with her, Jason. You better see a doctor if you have. Jason, listen to me. She's just a crazy old woman, an old snooping, peeping tongue. Oh, at least I'm not a twat, sugar. <laughs> you give her hell, Jason. Slap the Bawadans out of her. She deserves it. 
Now, was this all in the script? Did you generally stick pretty closely to the script? Yeah, pretty much so. <laughs> a little, uh... A little ad-libbing ad from some, some people that we know. <laughs> five minutes, I give you five minutes max. So what if I don't leave? What then? Linda, I've been pushed a lot lately. I have been pushed a lot. Be gone when I come back. Look at him. <laughs> Are hitting it a little heavy tonight? You know, one thing about Robert, what he does when he does a scene, he adds those little bits and pieces, which makes him richer, like this uh, flipping of those things. And then uh, a little word here and there. Later on, there will come up a scene where he says, I need three hugs a day to survive. And I'm using those lines on Nancy now <laughs> for the last 18 years. <laughs> I think I heard that somewhere and thought, you know, that's probably true. You true. really need some hugs now and then. That's right. Three sounds like a good number. You know, Nancy has a, a brother and three sons from Australia, and they were here. And I told him recently, the oldest name is Oliver. He had a fight with his mother. And I said, Oliver, a mother needs three hugs a day to survive. And she looked at me. It's true. It just happened three weeks ago. And she looked at me, and she says, yes, she said to her son. Give me a hug. And so he gave him a hug and said, yeah, we had an act on a movie that used that line. And I liked it ever since, to be honest about it. Every time I use it, someone uh, feels good about it. Well, I had it in my mind. Yes. Like, for instance, a big-titted woman. Now, this came off of somebody very small. And I was looking for those wheelbarrow-sized tits, and it was just not happening for me. You will give me one tits. I'll give you tits. Oh, God. Oh, girl. Oh, you will take what you get and like it. Do you understand? I love it, Julia. I love it. Honest. Jesus. Oh, this one. Look at this one. Is this scene ad lib? This is ad lib. It worked out well, but she was worried about showing her boobies. <laughs> but she did anyways, and then she called me later and she said, I gotta see this because it may not be good. But then she went to see it on the screen and she uh, she, she, approved. she, uh, she accepted it, I guess. A very attractive lady and she did a good job. Yeah, just watching the scene, uh, she did nice. Yeah, it's very natural. I mean, it's a nudity, but it's done in a very natural way. And it was very confined. Yeah. It was only one yeah. take. Yeah. You know, we moved in and moved back. Yeah. Sometimes you want to have the luxury to do more. Well, but in this case, it it worked out very well, didn't it? Can I get a rain check? No, I'm pissed. Oh, well, don't I'm get pissed, pissed off. off. I am pissed off. I'm I don't want you to be pissed. I'm sorry. You're sorry. I don't want you to be sorry. I want you to make it up to me. All right. Think of some good way. Well, of... you're in serious debt, Jason. Think That's of something. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. I can't think of anything that could make that up. Think of something. Except maybe two rain checks. Robert, it occurs to me that films like Walking the Edge and Vigilante have been an influence on Quentin Tarantino. This picture and, gee, lots of others are things that I imagine he liked or he did like and uh, might have influenced him. I met him a couple of times prior to working with him, and I read for him for uh, Reservoir Dogs. And during that... Jason. moment when I read for him, he walked me out afterwards and he said, look, I've seen just about everything you've done. And he mentioned this as well as other things. So I know he saw it. 
Well, by then, of course, I was hoping that some young guy who liked me when he was growing up would turn into a movie maker and uh, hire me, which, of course, happened uh, eventually. But uh, this picture and, gee, lots of others are things that I imagine he liked or he did like and uh, might have influenced him. All right, well, then you tell him to take me off the list for a while, all right? I'll come back when I feel like it. I'll give him a call. Oh, I'm going to get you in trouble. Well, how much your craft do you think I was going to take, Phil? All right. Jason. We've got A. Martinez in this. Yeah, A. Martinez. He's done nicely for himself. I think he went on from this uh, to do some soap opera work and did quite well. Isn't he involved in music, too? I think He's he, a great musician, says, I think. Yeah, I think he is. I don't know mm. if he has a band or plays. Or, but that's right, he was in a soap for a long time. You put crazy glue on this. I won't do that to you, buddy. It's too hot for human. Drop <clears throat> that screwball, buddy. All right. Thank you, man. All the years I've known you, I don't believe how strong that arm of yours is. He's out leaping. Works out nice. Hey, check that out. Oh, look at her. <laughs> hey, hot stuff. I got a lot of pain in receiving this afternoon. I can't be doing this. I don't need taxi business. Yeah, well, after you get friendly with her, why don't you invite me over? Are you the driver? Well, seldom is possible, lady. The bus is right here, you know, and it's cheaper. I have money. This is an uncomfortable cab. There's no air conditioning. The heat doesn't bother me. How long can I hire you for? Well, after dark, I get a long tooth and very hairy face. <laughs> I'll need you for at least an hour. There's a nice chemistry that develops between these two characters as the movie goes along. You're a hard case, you know that, lady? I'm superstitious. <laughs> that is a good chemistry. What do you mean? Your cab number, 23. I was born on the 23rd. Now, how quickly did this project come together after you had uh, been at Con? About uh, three months, I think, two, three months. We were ready to do it. It's just a question of finding the right person that I thought was right for the... It's a nice shot. That's a great shot, yeah. I'm superstitious, too. All gamblers are. Are they? When we get there, park in the street and keep the motor running. You're the boss. I like this scene here, all the... La Brea. That's La Brea. Some of the scenes, what we were saying, you wish you could shoot again? or Yes, right. Uh, right. I guess every director must feel that way. Well, uh, you know. A lot of actors feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> right, Robert? They wish they could do a scene again or improve you know, on it. or It's always another way of doing it. Oh, there's a, probably a hundred good ways Different to do approaches. something and uh, 10,000 ways of avoiding but uh, find one of the good ways it's all right there's some fairly brutal violence in this film yes this particular scene coming up um was that something that you felt the market demanded at the time mm, well you know the action firms were making in those days a lot of money and they still do, I think. And I was buying pictures for the German market, too. And I thought we have a good commercial commodity here. 
That's Howard Hoenig. He's a he's a good friend of mine now. A fine actor. He does a lot of plays. Stage actor. Yeah. Put on a little weight in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look as skinny anymore, and he's got less hair too. Jesus. I guess I have to look at myself in the mirror now. <laughs> you did pretty good. I, I you don't know. You haven't changed a bit. Yes. Yes. Once you have but, to say but that. Nancy especially. Has not changed a oh, bit. Oh, come on, Robert. Oh. That's very sweet of you, but we all change, hopefully, for the better. Well, all right. Inside, I'll say that. Uh... <laughs> you're a young kid in cold blood. I had a lot of time to think while I was in the hospital. And did you say that the money for this picture came from Germany? Did yeah. Did go through that? Yeah, from uh, marketing, from Manfred, most of it. No, he did. He, he made out like a bandit, I tell you that. You went to Germany. I did, and I had something there that I never had before or since. It was the asparagus season. Have you ever had that big, <laughs> yes. that, that huge asparagus? Yeah, you made appearances all that's over. That's a nice topic to have for this scene that's coming up now. Watch out, Nancy's ready to pull a gun. Season. He double-crossed Mr. R, Mrs. H, so now he pays. You're, you're not thinking straight. You're still upset. Don't play the dumb broad lady. How the hell you think Jerry be paying for this estate you got here? Christine, please, please believe me. I, I, I didn't know what they were gonna do. This, this thing got out of hand. It's true. If he was pushing drugs to young kids, maybe he deserved it. Daddy was my baby. My son. Well, you were very intense, sweetheart. <laughs> you mentioned the shoot was very quick. Uh, yeah. was, it, was it a difficult shoot? Well, it was uh, intense. <laughs> intense, let's put it this way, because I was uh, not uh, as experienced and had certain things in my mind, and I had some other problems. But as a whole, it went very well. But when you shoot a picture under those conditions, it's like going to war. <laughs> sure. No, I listen, I think uh, that what you did in, uh, in the length of time we had was terrific. And, you know, every time you see this picture, you... You realize the uh, shots might not be uh, elaborate, but yeah, right. uh, they're they're sufficient, and uh, the actors uh, did a nice job. And uh, and it tells the story, you know. That's and the, the story, main thing. you can follow the story, and she say you can follow the actors. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. It's almost over. I, I like the music. See, that's one of the things. I, I mean, I found this uh, composer, Jay Shadaway. Um, he lived uh, in Connecticut. So I had to take my 10 reels and fly to Connecticut and work with him in New York then. He's done a lot of films since then. I haven't. Like yeah, you, oh, he did a lot of work with uh, Bill Lustig. Yes, on the left. He did most Bill Lustig pictures okay. before. No, don't pull it. Yeah, he scored Maniac, and I think he... Yes, yeah. he's gone. Pull 
went on to do some Star Trek series. I stayed, <laughs> I stayed right. at his house. Yeah, yeah, stayed at a very nice man. He moved over here, I think. I don't know, many years ago. I don't know where he's now, but. Oh, this is one of my uh, oh, favorite that... action scenes coming up here. Right. Design or choreography was very well done. If I don't come back, you don't have to wait. Five minutes is all right. I ain't gonna leave without my money anyway, lady. Just in case. Nancy is not through yet. <laughs> She's got six more bullets. <laughs> to go, you're right. Well, most of the actors, they did their own things, their own stunts. stunts. yeah. Yeah, you bet. Robert, you did the wild one, let's see, and Nancy. Oh, Joe was pretty good in this scene. Yes. Joe dives, Joe yeah. was great. We ain't open for business. This is a private place. Ooh, nasty. Oh, nasty. Oh, oh. Is that you, Jesus? What? Ooh. How's Joe? Oh, he's Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Oh, Whoa. here she goes. <laughs> Look, watch Bob. Whoa, that's a good stunt. That's not a fake one for sure. Did you have to do a lot of takes of that? To jump that not really. This, this way she goes in flies inside the car we did later after the shoot. I thought it was missing. We went back and put the, in, put the inside in. But yeah, put that pretty... shot in there. Yeah. Yeah, when you shoot a picture fast, you don't get a lot of takes. Thanks. You just no. got to put it together right away and... Uh... See what's missing. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned you weren't quite as experienced as a director at this point in your career. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your background and as you came to this we'll picture, where you were? Well, I was uh, I was working in the theater and I had a playhouse here in Santa on Santa Monica Boulevard for four or five years, producing, directing plays, and then um, I got involved with a group of people who were making pictures. My first picture, actually, my first picture was called The Adulterers with uh, Eric Braden. And time daily, <laughs> and um, it was the kind of picture nobody wanted. I screened it everywhere and couldn't get rid of it. So I took it under my arm and went to the Cannes Film Festival by myself, and I started selling it. And I did relatively well with it. And I met Manfred there, and he and I got together, and we decided to do a picture together. He liked my first picture, time daily, and we became good friends. And we did this picture after that. Suit yourself. 
I'll never forgive you for what you did. You'll never forgive me for what I did. Jesus Christ, you got a lot of balls, lady. Why are you using the knife or holding it up? Have you ever watched corner men take out that cold, hard steel thing and press it up against a contusion? Well, it was like that. It was a bad refrigerator, no ice, so I used a knife. Just something cold. Well, that's good. That's good to talk about it because they, everyone questioned it. Yeah, that was it. Now, where was uh, Jason's apartment? Uh, what was that? Uh, it was a little. Uh, it was a little house. It's in, in Hollywood, isn't it? Yeah, was somewhere. It was, it was somewhere in Hollywood near Normandy or something. Normandy Avenue, I think. Around there. This is not a set, right? No, but this is a house. An actual, it's a house, someone... actual house, yeah. You're going to be for a long time away. Look at my face. Look at my fucking face. <laughs> oh, you complain a lot, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> she only killed a couple of guys. Uh, right, don't get so mad. <laughs> don't let her worry you. Huh? Watch out. Watch out. Just don't shoot me in the back, lady. What a fucking jackpot. <laughs> You're still complaining. All right? Yes, thank you. Is it bad? No. What do you do, stab you? I didn't even feel it. And did you do most of your scenes, these scenes in the apartment between Robert and Nancy, were these all done? In one shot. Well, pretty much so. I mean, yes. I mean, yeah, he didn't get that many, not not much coverage. I don't know. But, no, no, because in this small thing, we had the masters and a couple of things. We didn't have time. We had to keep on moving. Well, I was fortunate to have two actors that uh, know what they were doing, you know. Sliding bruises, baseball. All right, well, sit down here. Now, Robert, isn't that one of your paintings, your own paintings, are you own behind? Yeah, you know... Uh, <laughs> he dressed the set up there. A little. I, uh -huh. I have a friend who's a painter, uh, Ramon Santiago. He's a Rochester guy. I knew him long ago. And, and I had some of his art in the house, and I thought, all right, let's see, uh, let's slap some up on the walls of the house. That's my apartment. Give me some stitches. Get it. I'm all right. I'm just glad to be alive. I'm not used to it. I like that reaction. Yeah. Does that hurt? <laughs> yeah to being shot at. How could you do that? How could you put a gun up to a guy's face and blow it off? It was easy. They killed my son. And here is the Channel 7 news update. Oh, yes, Sergey, the producer. So how did he become involved in the... Because when you do this kind of picture with such a limited he, budget, he everyone was, gets involved. He gets involved. He was, um, he was editing my first picture, and then he's very knowledgeable about uh, technical things, and the, he knows a lot about films. He's been in this business for a long time, and he was my production manager. But he did such a... Great job, but so during the shoot, I, I made him the producer, simple. He was a good man to work with. Yeah, very good. Yeah. He helped me uh, when I was trying to put together Hollywood Harry. Uh, stayed friendly over the years. Yeah, he's a terrific guy. He's very intelligent. Bright. Wasn't his wife? I think she was uh, working oh, on this yes. film. Ingrid was on this film, too. I she believe. was handling uh, the daily money. Besides that, I think she was getting props and everything. She's yes. very capable. Oh, she was. She helped me a lot afterwards uh, with um, 
editing too, didn't she? I think assistant uh, she editing. Did, yeah, she was assistant editor. Yeah. She did uh, breakdowns. She's she's very knowledgeable lady. It's interesting. Uh, Robert's character here is a uh, is an ex baseball player. And uh, I know Robert, you do some motivational speaking, and one of the things that you've said. Uh, is that if you have a good attitude, deliver excellence in everything you do, and hang in there, you can win it even in the late innings. Well, that was one of the uh, one of the important lessons of my life. I was my career went oh, I had a an, a first act that went up and a long, long second act that kept going down. And during the middle of that down period, I thought, all right, Bob, you're not dead yet. You can still win it in the late innings if you don't quit. It was like an epiphany. You, you realize mm -hmm. uh, it's not over till it's over. But then it's really over. <laughs> so if you don't quit, you still got a shot at it. And, uh, fairly good reversal in my career. Uh, after it was going down for 28 or 30 years, uh, I got a, a Quentin Tarantino picture called... Uh, Jackie Brown. You were very good in that, Robert. We liked it a lot. You loved it, yeah. Right, Thanks. I've got to leave. And so with a turnaround like that, I've done uh, quite a bit of work in the last three years. Never quit. Hang in there. You never know what'll happen. Robert, this was sort of in a lean period in your career. Would you say this is during that second act? Yeah, yeah. Things were um, just kept dropping and dropping, although uh, I like this picture. You know, every once in a while you do something that, uh, you know... Yes. Didn't have a big budget, but was something you like. And I've always liked Walking the Edge because, well, for one reason, um, Norbert uh, gave us a chance to, you know, based on the script, work out scenes and make them real and alive. And Nancy and I worked on them a little bit before they got the shot set up, and bing, bang, we went in there and played it. And it's a challenge, too, when you work on films like that. You don't have the luxury of really taking your time with scenes and doing so many takes that you get confused. You just have to go in and do it. So it's very good training. Yeah, you swing hard and, yep. uh, and all day long, and at the end of the day, you really got stuff in the can. That's right. Two-week shoot is uh, real fast. I would have said three weeks, but if you say it was two weeks, I believe you. It was you. two weeks yeah. and some pa uh, two days of pickups. This band, is, this band is so bad. We found that band, and it's just right. <laughs> it is. It's just a lousy band. Perfect for that scene. Was this a real uh, club here in L? Ah, uh, yeah, it was a club. I, re I rented uh, one evening, I guess. Well. I like the fact that all of the bad guys in the film, Joe Spinell and his boys, all kind of have these little quirks to them, their personalities. Yeah. Joe passed away too young. Hey, Lone Ranger. Go take your three wheel and go plan the fucking freeway. This man, I went to his wedding. He got, uh, he was working in a hotel in Long Beach, I think. And um, he got married to a girl. And I went there. I haven't seen him, seen him anymore. You know, Jimmy? And now he's a... This guy's a he's lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yes. He's a lawyer with four boys, four or five boys. Actually, late in his life, he did pretty well as an actor. He worked quite a while. And then he said, that's not enough to raise my four boys. And he went to law school. And he became a lawyer. And uh, I haven't seen him. I haven't him. seen him in a, in a while. Yeah. I think he's living in Florida somewhere. Jesus gave him a new smile. From here 
to hear. Jesus was a real good friend. Miss Dahl was a good connection at Gone Bed, so I guess we should thank that lady for turning those lights out. Joe seems like he really has been drinking a little bit during this scene. <laughs> I'm sure he has. Oh, Joe is good. He was a, um, he had a good heart. He was a nice guy. Yeah. You know. Now, I think that he only played bad guys in his career with the exception of Hollywood Harry. I made really? him into a good guy. I said, I want to use this guy. And, you know, part of the reason I made Hollywood Harry was because I saw you make Walking the Edge. And I said, you know what? I got to try to make a picture. And uh, so I, as you know, got Kurt Allen, the writer of this. Yes, I know. And I yeah. said, I want to do a picture. I got a suit. I've got the, the Banyan suit, the old suit that I used in the Banyan television uh -huh. show. I said, now, I want to do a character who's a modern-day detective, broken-down detective, who doesn't want to fall in love anymore. And uh, you take it from there. And he wrote me a nice story. I told him I wanted it with a 12 or 13-year-old girl. I figured my, my daughter, Kate, had asked me whether she could work. And I said, I'd... Uh, I'd uh, try to find something for her to do. And uh, when I met Kurt Allen, I thought, all right, let's see if I can work with Kurt. Okay, and he, yeah. he wrote me a little story about a broken-down detective who didn't want to fall in love anymore, whose 14-year-old niece comes from New York and says her parents are dead. And uh, she wants to move in, and she wants to be a little detective, and uh, she won't leave, and, uh, and she's smart, and uh, she won't leave. And uh, anyway, it uh, turns out all right in the end. Um, how long and did you how long did you shoot uh, that picture? Well, how, how was the shooting schedule? That was a little longer than this, but not a lot. And they were shorter days because I didn't have a lot to pay the crew. Uh, but but I figured, all right, we'll give them 10-hour days uh, and uh, and make it a reasonable uh, schedule. And I think we shot 20, 24 days, maybe 20 days. Did your son work on this? Uh, Remember, he Bobby, worked, yes. Bobby worked on this. He worked on this one, and he worked on one or two others, and then he didn't want to do that anymore. anymore. And then for about 10 or 12 years, he didn't work on a picture, and then a few years ago, he came to me and he said, you know, I'd like to work on an electric crew. And, uh, and I said, well, I'll ask somebody, and they didn't have anybody for, they didn't have an opening in electric. They said, how would you like to be a grip? He started as a grip, and now he's a key grip. And, uh, he's a key grip? Yeah, and he's got... He was a great unit. guy. He works, I like him. He works all the time. Really? So he, uh, and he's the only one I'm not worried about. I figure he'll wind up with a house before the girls will, but... Uh, I was wondering about him because he was really uh, very reliable. Nice boy, yeah. He was very good. He did a hard job. He was very young, was 17 that time. Yeah, something like that, 18 maybe, when he worked for you. Yeah. yeah. What was your son's job on Walking the Edge? Oh, just, you know, I think a PA uh, jammed around, uh, picked Helping. up, helped wherever. Yeah. yeah, it was a pretty small crew, you know. This is a you had to do a lot of things. Bringing things, taking the film to the lab, doing things, do everything uh, where he was needed. Is your daughter still working as an actress? Yes, Kate, my daughter Kate. Good. So she is, and uh, although she went into business when my career was lousy, I told her... Uh, Save yourself. Uh, do something real, because uh, <laughs> you don't want to be a desperate that's a, that's actress. That's a daddy's uh, advice, right? Have something in in uh, yeah. in, in store. Yeah, she in went case. to UCLA, and then she Good. went to uh, she went into business. They took her to New York. She had a business career. Yeah. Um, and then uh, things turned around for me, and she came back, and she works for me now, and she also pursues her own career. I need it. You can take my car. 
Bring it in first thing in the morning. A. Martinez. Good guy. Yeah. Great line here. Yeah, bring me some of whatever it is you've been smoking. While you're at it. Now, where did you find some of the supporting cast, uh, such as the, the prostitute? Oh, she was good. She was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was great. They came into my office. People come into the office, read. It's remarkable because you assembled uh, some great people in what sounds like a very short time. Nobody's very good at casting. He, he has a good eye for that. Good. Yeah, she was terrific. Well, well, hey, hey, now, ain't it Jason, Jason, Jess? What's happening? I do, Sharon. What's happening, baby? Faster, faster, ain't it, girl? <laughs> Say, um, tell me something, sugar. Yes, dear, yeah. Is this boy feeling foxy enough to uh, double his pleasure, double his fun? How about it, Jace? Item two comes half price. Don't you, Sharon? Must not have been an equity part. I mean, a, a SAG part, speaking part. Yeah, yeah. She only nods. She wasn't allowed to answer, right? Yeah. I. Yeah. She didn't answer, so I assume she. No, no, she was. No, there was a discussion on it. I remember. You still be chasing Leon around for a handful of chump change, cabbie. Well, if it's chump change, then why don't you tell the chump to come up with it? Well, I'll be telling Mr. Leon what you be calling it. That's for sure, baby. Chump my burly black ass. I like we see who be calling who a chump, chump. He's very good. You want Leon, baby? You know exactly where to find him. Don't you, sweet cakes? Don't you, Jason, Jason, Jason? Now I recall the credits of the film saying introducing Russ Courtney as Leon. <laughs> Russ Courtney, Russ Courtney. Remember who Russ Courtney was? Russ. The, the, the guy with the billiard player. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's you, a friend of yours, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well I knew him. I thought he had yeah. a great face, and I said... Uh, he had a great face. Let's see if this guy... And, you know, he was, as I remember, uh, not real secure, but... Uh, no, but you you worked with him, and... Uh, and you but, worked with him, and the next thing And you always you know, could say... <laughs> this is the first job? used a lot of fuckwoods. Is this the first job as an actor for him? Yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 Jason! Oh, I figured out! Oh, here she is. I forgot her name. What was it? Iva? That's right, Ivy Batoon. Ivy Batoon, yeah, she has a sister or something. Very good actor, character. You brought in this afternoon. You're slipping, Mrs. J. You're slipping. Happens to the best of it. First you see him leave, then you don't see him come, then they were there, but you don't know what time they got there, and after a while you don't know what the hell's going on. You know, it's one of the laws of physics. You can't be every place at once. Oh, but your TV is on. Now that was Adlib, right, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. It works, makes it look so realistic, doesn't it? Teasing me, aren't you, Jason? No, I'm not. Police are keeping it quiet, of course, because they don't want to panic the neighborhood. But we've been having a rash of burglaries oh. and, and rapes. Oh my God! In the neighborhood. My God! Over the last few days. So, well, no, that was written, you know. I mean, I'm sure no, I, no, uh, I, <laughs> I moved around the dialogue a little bit or worked mm. with it, but... Uh, well, your basic was there, but you made it... Uh, rounded it up a little. Keep it bolted yeah. up real tight and uh, close up your curtains. That'll help. 
Night. <laughs> the old woman won't be able to sleep now. Oh, I like that scene. The scene with the landlady? Yeah, and, uh, and I like the one coming up. She's undoubtedly seen the news. She's a little bit eccentric, but she isn't stupid. She knows who you are. Relax. The lady and I get along fine. Now, how did you and Nancy first meet? On the set? Or maybe before? Maybe. No, no, no. You tell him. You tell him, Larry. Yes. How, how you and I met? No, how Robert and I met. Well, Robert and I met? <laughs> no, how Nancy and I met. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell. <laughs> no, I met I met Robert before the picture started shooting, right? Yes. We, I think we uh, went, all went out and had dinner together. Yeah, that sounds right. And um, but it wasn't until this picture that we met. Yeah, that's right. First time I met you was on this picture. We did a few rehearsals. We read the script over a few times. Yeah. Um, before the shooting started, I remember that. Yeah, which helped a lot. Yeah, I agree. Uh, very often in pictures, you never have any rehearsal with the other characters and even a little breaks the ice even a little makes that that's first right. day mm. a whole lot uh, easier. easier that's right and sometimes you don't get it is it okay if i finish eating first sure take your time and norbert could uh could you give a little background on your relationship with nancy and how you two originally met oh well we met in Bangkok. Uh, she was doing a picture with Donald Pleasance, the actor. Uh-huh. And uh, I went on a business trip, and uh, I met the first day she, she arrived from Hong Kong. And uh, I was still living in Hong Kong at the time. Yeah. A friend of mine was producing the picture, and um, it took me eight trips to Hong Kong to convince her. What can I say? To come back to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> Eight trips to Hong Kong. Yeah. It's all right. Can I stay? You ready to put out? That's a good thing. <laughs> Is that what you want? Isn't it? Did you find you had to do much directing of the actors on this film? No, no. Not with those two actors. And no problems there. I, I must say, Norbert helped me a lot. He, he did. I mean, it's very difficult when you're doing a scene, that, and it's very important that you have someone else's perspective looking from another, from behind the camera. And so whatever help the director tells you or gives you, I think it's a very good advice to take it. Um, just to give another dimension to the scene or to your character, or which you cannot see. Well, the good thing is you didn't bring it home. <laughs> yes, we never, we never talked about it. Here, look at this. Listen to this. Why did you do that? I wanted to. Thank you. Need three hugs a day just to survive. <laughs> see, I told you, you need three hugs a day. If I get really drunk... Don't worry about a thing. I'll take care of you. You know something? You're all right. Not bad at all. Well, you're not bad stuff yourself.
Ah, uh, you did get drunk, see? <laughs> okay, there you go. There's one one thing I remember now that I look at it. Um, the cinematographer says to says to me, "Let's uh, make something sensual here, something sexy." He says, "I shoot Nancy's feet." And he wanted to shoot her feet, and uh, I think he shot your your feet, but we, we never used it. It wasn't uh, just didn't work out the way he thought it should. Oh, that's a pity. Yeah, he wanted to shoot your feet, and the Rob, uh, Robert's holding it. Holding oh, my feet. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> it wasn't too. Robert wasn't too excited about doing those things anyway. <laughs> I don't remember that at you all. You don't remember? Oh. I remember. He says, "No, no, no, no." He said, "It's not too good." I said, "I don't know." Playing with the feet. He says, "I want to play with the feet." <laughs> so the guy said, "It looks very sexy if you play with the toes." Or oh, something. maybe massaging the massaging feet the feet or something. Feet or something. Uh, uh, give me your feet. I'll do it now. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, "Wow, well, I, I missed a good chance." <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, it was shot though. It was shot uh, sort of, but it didn't. I could always put the footage back. No, it didn't look. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, there wasn't much I could do early anyway. Bullshit. You could come in and get this goddamn thing fixed and go into work like nothing happened, man. I ain't even working for City Cab. I quit yesterday morning. As you're watching the film now, uh, how mm -hmm. do you feel about it in retrospect? Well, if you make this uh, kind of picture today, um, I think it'd be a tough sell. You'd have to make it twice as violent. <laughs> you'd have to make it, yeah, bigger, more violent. I don't know, special effects, computers, <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is pretty simple, yeah. straightforward filmmaking. Yeah. So there's not a, a lot of cuts, and there's not a lot of uh, cute yeah. stuff that, uh, you know, film students and, and the evolution of film and cutting and, and style. And no, no special effects at all, No. nothing. So basically, this thing is characters, and uh, it's and, and driven, simply yeah. presented as needs to be to sell the story. Mm -hmm. It's an old, sort of an old-fashioned kind of... Picture, You're putting it right. That's yeah. the way it is. But yeah. I like it. But I mean, it's yeah. real nice. I remember uh, liking it when I did it and liking it when I saw it and uh, yeah. watching it now. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I think it really does stand out from a lot of the other similar action pictures that were coming out at this time because it is character driven. Uh, what's the intent, really? Uh, Imagine the fat man's got a whole lot of money on the streets right now, right? You could probably. Put a big piece of it in your pocket by the night. That is what you're gonna do, isn't it? Sure would like to pull down from Leon, though. Do it. Yeah? Yeah. Might have to slap him around a little. <laughs> I'd pay to see that. <laughs> so would I. Look, Jace, all you really got going for you now is a little bit of time. The fact that because you work for a bookie, nobody knows where you've lived. Except me and a couple girls, that is. So, uh, why don't you get your ass out of here, man? Good luck. You know, I don't want to leave town. I really don't want to get out of here. This is my turf. It stinks, but uh, where am I going? Cleveland? Yeah. Well, so come back after a little while.
And I ain't scared anymore either. So act like you are. Yes. Never could say no to a lady. You know what I mean when I say I ain't scared? Seems like the character's turning point here. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, I was just thinking, you know, it's not like a big action hero, you know, he gets all tough. And I mean, he, Robert, your character goes through transitions, which is good. It makes it very believable that you were shot at and, and you didn't know how to handle it. Instead of if it's an action hero, he'll be blasting everybody and, uh, you know, there would be no change of characterization there. And at the same time, Nancy, your character starts out as this uh, avenging woman. Woman, yes. Sort of warms up to uh, to Robert's character as the film goes along. Yeah, because I played that like she was really in shock and just had a mission and had to accomplish that mission, and that was it. You know. See those scenes here? He just walked into a store and came out. Nobody knows who he is. <laughs> we just parked yes. the car, remember? Oh, he stole a lot of shots. Stole a shot. <laughs> That's right. They set up the camera, pulled in front of that thing. I walked in, I walked out, uh, said hello. <laughs> Thanks, no, it's the wrong place, and walked out. <laughs> he walked into the alley. You can't be serious. You want to try me and find out? Okay, okay, I'll pay. I like this expression coming up. Well, you know this picture very well, don't yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Got away with it. Now I'm going to collect from all the uh, all the uh, customers of the bookie. He walks in and he walks out. <laughs> See, you timed it. It stayed in there well. You mean you didn't pay for any of these locations? No. <laughs> but that happens a lot here in, uh, in Hollywood. I wonder People if you can know. still get away with that now. They're so aware in this town when you're shooting. Well, I shot one picture without permits. I shot Hollywood Harry with one permit only. <laughs> the day we shot on Hollywood Boulevard, I had to have a permit. But otherwise, we... Just stole, stole scenes? And... Yeah, just kept moving around and yeah. finding spots and, you know, getting permission and all that, but uh, never got a permit, only once. And we didn't have a generator. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So every once in a while, uh, the electrician <laughs> would climb up a pole, and next thing you know, we'd have lights. <laughs> I remember that scene, I was nervous because I didn't know how to, uh, with all those balls flying back and forth, how to cut, it's gonna cut together. Yeah, it's a good scene. I like Joe's scene, I always yeah. like Joe's scene. I like scenes. him too. Watch me this fucking ball. He was a gentle soul, you know, he looked so nasty and mean, but yeah, a good heart and a gentle soul. Oh, he was a whack, he was fun. He was a lot of fun, yeah. He once came to a party at my house. There was a big pool. He didn't have a bathing suit. I said, Joe, you know, I got neighbors. <laughs> you can't just go in there. He said, I'll just go. I don't need a bathing suit. I said, you can't do that, Joe. He said, you got a garbage bag? Got one of those big green leaf, leaf bags, right? He cut off the two corners, stuck his legs through it. <laughs> and he came out of the pool. He was all filled with water, you know? Awesome. That's funny. This guy was something. 
Well, he lived with his mother. He lived York. with his mother. Yeah. And... Very close to his mommy. Yeah. Fuck your face, man. Bruce. Brewster. You don't talk to me that way. You talk to Jimmy that way. You don't talk to me that way, okay? No more you don't. Fair enough. You're fucking right, fair enough. What did he say one time about Joe that he wanted us to make a picture? He was going to play, I was going to play the Chinese princess and he was going to play my hero. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. Well, you should have written the script. <laughs> he wanted to, he said. Hey, McKay, let me try that, huh? You? You'd be hurting yourself. You don't know the difference between a baseball and a tree frog. Don't look that tough to me. Was this bad in cage sequence all scripted, or is there any? Uh, uh, yes, it was scripted. It, yes. it was, and I yeah. remember these lines. And yes. later he's gonna tell him something about uh, do I do I now know the difference between it or something like that. I think Al, Kurt Allen's very much into uh, baseball, isn't he? I mean, Kurt. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. His dialogue is pretty good. I tell you. Yeah, his dialogue was great. He's a good writer. Nice outfit Joe's wearing as well. <laughs> Don't ever call me Bruce. I'm from fucking A. Don't ever call me asshole, asshole. And while we're straightening things out, don't ever tell me what to say or what not to say. Okay? And by the way, Three frogs are green. Hey, watch out for Joe. Mm -hmm. Don't answer that phone, Nance. <laughs> Look at that place. Man. It's kind of a strange plot point that they have this guy's phone number and they can't manage to find where he lives. <laughs> Everybody else seems to know where to find him. Well, that's covered a little bit earlier um, when he tells, when one guy says, the only people who know where you live are a couple of girls in, your, in the bookie. Tell you what, you leave that son of a bitch off the hook and smash him. Maybe he's there, maybe he's just scared. Man, drive that motherfucker right up the wall. Flush that dude right out in open, man. I can't find where the dude lives, man. I'm not sure that covers it, you know, but that's that's the way it's explained, anyway. Well, it would make sense because he does run money for bookies and things that they have uh, well, to be the careful. Yeah, he doesn't get. Well. Can't find it. Drive him right out of there, McKee. And by the way, who came up with the title "Walking the Edge"? It's a good title. I always like the title. I'm sure it's. Uh, Manfred, myself, and I guess... I think you and Manfred, it. isn't it? But we're throwing this back and forth. We had yeah. different titles that came up with Walking the Edge. I mean, I don't know, was it him, was it me? I mean, actually, it was done after the picture was finished. The title? Yeah, after. Yeah, it was it called was, Deadly Chase or something. It called something different. I don't remember that in the script. You mean when we had the script, it was called Deadly Chase or yeah. Deadly... No, Deadly Chase. Yeah, something other than... Stop, walking the Edge, yeah. Stay right there. Don't go nowhere. Baby, you're a hard man to catch up with. So, baby, about last night. Forget it. I didn't know. 
I mean, I didn't know what was coming down on you, Jason Jess. What is coming down on me, deal? You don't know? Hey, it ain't gonna do me. She's no great again in this yeah. scene. She is. She was terrific. What they're saying on the street. Come on. You don't want to know it, Jason. Deal. Give me the lowdown. Okay, here it is. That you still be moving around, but that you're already dead. You're already dead, Jason Jess. And hey, the cops said they ain't gonna have nothing to do with it. And Calvin Brewster, <laughs> he got a reward out for your lily white ass, sugar. How much? A nickel. Five hundred. That's all. Five hundred big ones, man. And you know every job too rated in this town that ain't got a pot to piss in. I cut your heart out for half of that. Hey, baby, you stick out like a sore thumb. You work for the fat man. Everybody knows you. I mean, they know where to find you at. Hey, I'll find you in two hours. Sugar, look, you gotta blow this town. I got a sock full of money ain't enough to get the Bakersfield. That's why I be telling you to hit Leon for that two five. Thought you'd have told me to get off his back on that, did you? Strikes me these films played off into urban audiences and there's a lot of real street feel to this film. Was that intentional? Uh, yes, yes. You know, these scenes are very difficult to shoot, actually. You know, oh, yeah. it's a cramped little space, the car's moving, you got so many things to think of. Uh, very difficult for the actors. I think I always admire them when they do it and do it so well. Well, I was sitting on the floor, hiding mm -hmm. from the camera. There's no space. Mm -hmm. It's not like you have the equipment where you mount them outside the car. It's a long dialogue scene, too. Yeah, you have you have the um, the sound man, right? Got a director, a and cinematographer, a direct, yeah, and a sound man. <laughs> Stuffed in the backseat. Stuffed in the backseat. Looking up. <laughs> on the floor. Staying out of the way. Get out of Tony's car. The only direct friend you got is a direct line. And everybody knows you fucking be driving it by now. This is long dialogue scene. Yeah. All that stuff going on outside. It worked well between the two. She, mm -hmm. She's right. Oh, she's good. She, she's a real giving. Look at her. Mm -hmm. Very good. Nice composition. And what a walk. Fuck this jive-ass shit, man. Passing the green back and forth, back and forth. Let's press the action. Talk to me, Silk. Race 10 for a dime. You must be some bad son of a bitch, man. This guy was a dancer. That's how I knew him. I ran into oh, really? him in clubs, yeah. I see. And, uh, you know. He had a great face. He had a great face. And then yeah. when you were looking for a bad guy, and it wasn't a big part, and... I thought, uh, well, let me. So I suggested him. Just standing right in line in my shot, asshole. I mean, what the hell do you think this is? Some penny arcade, pissy white, jive nickel dime eight ball game? It's blood against blood in here, baby. Big time. Make your white ass disappear. You owe me 2500 Leon. Pay up. A lot of racial slurs in this movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You're NG, Leon. No good. Every book in town has dropped you, goddammit. You're holding money and you owe me. I don't give a shit, dog face motherfucker. You play, you pay. Otherwise, you ain't a man. 
You lie, you die, then it don't mean no difference if you're a man or not. Now, these are my people here, Wax, so you want to speak the fucking truth. I'm square with the fat man. I don't nobody shit nowhere. Talk, white boy. Shit. Talk! You paid off the fat man. I don't nobody shit nowhere. No, you don't know anybody anything. I ain't NG on no mother's list. You know? No. I'm square. Sure like a baby. Yeah. I just thought maybe because I knew you were holding it. Sure, you just thought maybe you'd be alone, scumbag. Yeah. Because I owed you one. That's right. But you come in here and fucked up like a white person, so I don't owe you shit, do I, asshole? No, you don't, Leah. We're square. But watch out, Leon. I got a ball and I'm a baseball pitcher, so watch <laughs> out. <laughs> right, we've been hearing about your arm through Hey, most let's of see what you can do with that uh, cue ball. Run, motherfucker. Run. I said, run, motherfucker. You're NG, Leon. What are you, some crazy kind of a motherfucker, asshole? You know what a high, hard, tight one goes like, Leon? It's like this. <laughs> It wasn't much of a toss either. I <laughs> should have hit him in the head. He let you out of there. Yeah, apparently I got out for good behavior. <laughs> is that him? No. Again, that oh, this me. is terrible. This is a mean scene. Oh. Yeah. I remember that time. Oh. You came in to get a scar fix. He said he got in the morning. There ain't no reason for him to come in tonight, man. The place is closed up. How did A. Martinez hold up to this uh, this kind of treatment? This is a this is a terrific actor. Every time I see him in this, I am always proud of him. You know, for uh, for just being as good a guy as he looks there. You know, he's he's on top of things. You know, shooting a picture like this was not easy on actors because, uh, you know, there's not the amenities and you don't have the nice Winnebago. You got little to work with, if anything. The bathroom in the uh, in the garage there or something. And, uh, no, we had we had a, a very small amenities. Isn't that correct? Yes. But um, he, among, with all the other actors, went with everything. You never heard a complaint out of a... Everybody told us. <laughs> I actually shot his whole whole part in three days. Now you spent three days just on this particular. No, 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 no. On all, all of his stuff. All of his stuff. Everything that you see, A in was he had a three day job. That's what he told me he was gonna do. Most couldn't of it afford was, more than that. No. Most of it was here in the garage. The rest of it was in a, uh, a bar. Mm -hmm. Where else do we see him? He used Jumbo's clown room earlier in the movie, or at least we see the exterior of that. Mm -hmm. Now, why did you choose to intercut uh, his violent death, Tony's death, with the love scene between Robert yeah, and Yeah, I remember Nancy didn't like that. I didn't? No, remember oh. the love scene between you and Robert and uh, the oh, violence? It's your film. I wanted to um, emphasize 
the passion on one side and the love, compassion, and the and the cruelty of the other side. I thought both elements are pain. so strong. And the pain, you know, it's so strong that I wanted to have it opposite. That was my my idea at that time. <laughs> we are. I'm in trouble. Yes, I need Einstein, not you're you. You're in trouble, but so am I. No difference. So you're out there running around. And how do I know what you're doing? If you're even coming back. Or if now things come to a head between them here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, has a really improvised feel as it go- as this scene goes on. Peeping Tom, cooped up in here. Shut up, lady. You dealt the hand, you play the hand you got. You don't like it, you blow. Go away. Don't forget that I dealt you a hand, too. But maybe he's getting too hot for the little cabbie. Maybe he's running scared. Is that it? Lady, I'm no coward, but I'm no killer either. For a while, there were some pretty crazy things going on in my head, but Tony was right. I was in a fog. There is no way to win this game. I am not going to play anymore. You take your best shot. Make up your own mind. Your relatives running, the police. I am no coward, but I am no hero either. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean that's it? That you had me stay locked up here all day when I could have been who knows how far away by now? You asked to stay. Instead, I was going bonkers in this this filthy place. (laughs) I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) I like that when they're building up and then... Best shot I could. God damn it. If Let, you'd have been out of the streets, you'd have been dead me. by now. I was, going I was thinking about you here. all day long. You I didn't know what I was back. doing, Let why I was doing it. Oh, kiss her and cut it out. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Does he kiss her? I don't remember anymore. Ah, okay. Oh, wait a minute. It's very hard to kiss a woman when her boyfriend is, or her husband is, uh, <laughs> you, you know. Actually, is it is it difficult? Oh. Well, I think uh, yeah. being a director, yeah I, yeah, I would think so, yeah. Yeah, you know, you always... Oh, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Oh, I don't like this, I don't like this. Oh. And, that, and there are some really other good, there's some shots, like those legs. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Did you have to cut out any of this violence to get a rating? No, I didn't cut anything up. (laughs) Should have cut this out. Is this necessary? Well, do they? I still feel the same they, way. Darling, they, 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 I just don't like violence. They cut people's heads out, heads uh, off, left and the right. What do you want? <sighs> I don't think I show it. it. Doesn't actually go in, does it? I don't know. I think you do get a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Oh. Hard to oh, watch. Yeah. Oh. Well, you remember, um, we talked about Lustig, Bill Lustig's picture, you remember Maniac? Maniac, yeah. He told me that the, what they were going to do in, in most movies where the violence gets so bad the audience can't watch it, they cut away. He said, well, for Maniac, we're not going to cut away. We're just going to uh, keep on going. going. Now, this doesn't go nearly that far, so... 
pal was getting hurt for me. Uh. He won't give me up either. And you making art, see? Yeah. Feel very guilty. Looking at it now, I still don't know whether it works or not. I mean, this intercutting is very interesting. You know why Norbert made that choice? Why? Uh... I don't know. Today I probably wouldn't do that. I no? Know. I don't think so. And now you get a call from Tony after we see yeah. him die somehow. Tony? Tony, yes, Tony, man. You got to get over there. The shit's flying. Hello, Jason. Can you hear me? Jason, are you there? Hello, Tony. Jason. Man, God damn it, Tony. It's Tony. Jason, what's happening? Was that sort of out of sequence, the way that was put together? or? I mean, after you see him die, he was, he, did he die? Or I thought he just kind of. Or did those guys uh... fainted away? Or no, I... I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Tony. The bastard's got Tony. Was it Tony, or was it one of the? No, I, I, some, I, I don't think that was a, a out of sequence. I think it was. I think it was supposed to have been somebody else either saying Tony's name or or claiming uh, or something. But we don't somebody know. Tony was, was hurt. Oh. Something. It's uh, not. Uh, it wasn't Tony, Tony calling. Or them calling and saying, uh, "If you want to see Tony again, or mm -hmm. or this is Tony, or I didn't believe him." Oh, or... because you heard Robert say Tony. That line on uh, oh, on said, him, visually on him. No, it wasn't supposed to be Tony calling. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus fucking start to get into the revenge. Right, mm -hmm. yeah, you hear the music <laughs> Front door's open. Where's the lady? It's been a little struggle. Mm-hmm. Christine? She knocked on the door when she shouldn't have. Jesus Christ, James. Well, that's a, that's also a friend of yours. Uh, is he doing? Lenny to John. He's also gone. He passed away. Yeah. He was a good friend of yours, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He's a funny guy. He, he put this scene together in one night. You remember that? 
yeah. you lost the guy who was supposed to do this scene. Yeah. Right, right, and I right. called him up, and he came down. And while we were shooting with the hookers, it was a night scene. He learned right. the, and while I was in the front seat doing the scene with the hookers, he was in the back scene. Every once in a while, we'd rehearse as soon as uh, the camera was off. And then we went and shot this scene on Hollywood Boulevard or somewhere. That's right. Yeah. You're talking suicide. You're talking worse than suicide. You're talking torture, man. Where are they, Mick? We didn't have anybody that night. You lost that guy. Who was it? Michael Pataki, I think. Yeah. And Bruce, they've been pecking at each other lately. Was it him that made the call? And I'm just going back to that phone call that you got. I, I, apparently, he's the yes. one that made the call. Because it's now we're from the scene. Now it makes sense. Yes. You don't know? This is a pretty big chunk of exposition, this scene. Yeah. Yeah, he, he really put this scene together. I, I was amazed and, of course, pleased and happy for him. He, um, he didn't get many jobs, you know, but uh, he was a good guy and he was very funny. And every time you'd see him, you'd say, hey, Lenny, how you doing? And he would always say, five in the can, boys. I got five in the can. <laughs> it was late at night there and uh, we didn't have much time. I realized we sh just shot it from the back. That's yeah. It. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Here. Hey, no, man. Go blow your brains out. No, man. Out. No, I'm clean, man. I've been clean for two months. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some hope for you yet, Mick. Nah, there's no hope. You wanted a skinny guy because a guy who does cocaine is skinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lenny, Lenny wasn't very skinny, and, skinny no. and you were worried that the audience wouldn't buy him as a cocaine head. <laughs> just to keep it dark and just uh, get his profile. <laughs> it worked. I mean, you know, worked great. Mm -hmm. He did a good job. And there's the knife again, you see? What we wanted to do, I remember, I wanted to establish that knife early. The knife that I used to to, to press, press against it, my yeah, uh, yeah. my cut. Um, either there wasn't any, uh, ice. any ice or, or I uh, wanted to use the knife. And that particular knife, I think, is my own. I think I brought it from the house. Because every time I used it, I thought, oh, man, this is a deadly knife. You knife. Know? I mean, I, I hope nobody ever steals into the house at night and decides to stab me with one of my own <laughs> kitchen yeah, knives. Right. And this was the one I was most worried about. So, as I remember, I brought you the prop. You still have knife? <laughs> yeah, I think so, actually. Of course, it hasn't been sharp in a long time, so. That's the Chinatown. Oh, these guys are gonna terrorize the uh, the herbalist. Er the herbalist. Peter Chan. Yeah, Peter that's Chan. Peter. Yeah. I've seen him in other. I haven't seen Peter in a long time. He's saying, "What? Do you, I don't know this woman." Speaks Cantonese. Yeah. What are you, slant-eyed, stupid, or what? You're right, there's a lot of racial slurs. Save yourself a lot of grief. There's no woman. This guy didn't smoke, but he man he managed to <laughs> he managed to do this scene and he was not a smoker. He's a Mormon. You got all night, old man. You tell me where that woman is. I'm the sick No woman. Talk, old man. Like that old man? Huh? No! Oh my goodness me. 
Oh, here you go. See, no stand coordinator here. It's very effective the way that was cut and the way that scene was blocked. Are you all right? Yeah, yes. Okay, I want you to get a message to the woman for me. Uh-huh. Christine, you tell her that I'll meet her in front of the pre-dawn club between 2 and 4 tonight. I'll be there uh -huh. between 2 and 4, pre-dawn club. Jason is my name. She'll do what she wants to do. Yes, I, I will. Thank I you. will. Now explain the dead body to the cops. Uh, oh, maybe I'm going to take him with me. Oh, here we go. Oh, good. Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's a Doing big, one of your Hitchcock Hitchcock, Hitchcock appearance, right? Robert said, we don't have anybody to look. He says, you do it. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. How do you see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need somebody to walk by. Fine, late at night. yes, yes, something like that. Be a little drunk. <laughs> it's an amazing when you see this. I'm trying to think of the cinema photographer's name. The one that replaced the, uh, the original drunk? one that did the first scene because it looked so different. Uh, yeah, after he, that was, um, he was. He was. Sergey brought him in. I don't know. He's, he's, he's done a lot of work. I mean, he used another uh, name because he was a union. This was a non-union picture, and it was uh, the only uh, union was uh, uh, SHE. Actors, yeah. Actors, yeah. Oh, that's where you fake the thing. The window is closed. You put something over, showing that, uh, well, through the body of the window. Could you explain that just real briefly? Well, when you see the scene, I mean, he stabs that uh, man and the, he pulls him towards the window oh. to throw him out. And uh, the window is closed oh. there, so... You had to fake it, I remember. McKee? Hmm? You're an asshole, McKee. <laughs> you must be fucking bananas to come here, dipstick. You ain't got your hair screwed on straight, babe. You know, goddammit, that's true. <laughs> However, a friend of mine, Geronimo, asked me to come over and say hello. <laughs> hello. What you do? Didn't I do it right? <laughs> Got it better than that? Oh, oh God, I wish it baby. Please, can we talk about Can we talk this over? We're talking. We're talking. Oh, shit. Uh, not my choice, but uh, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, whose choice was that? The director's, the director's. The director's <laughs> choice. I don't... Uh, oh, is this the window you're talking about? This? Yes, there's no window there. There's no window there. But, um... No, nah, it's too much. It's a state of mind you're in, Indoor. Line after now line in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Bob added that line. <laughs> <laughs>
I think so. <laughs> I think it's great. Oh, Stan Camper. Yes. My God. So anyone says, we haven't seen Stan in a long time. I had a project with him. I hope he's okay. And Stan is the gentleman playing the bartender. Stan Camper, yeah, he's a, he's a friend of mine. I used to, he worked with me in the theater. I said, take this fucking music of yours and shove it up your kazoo. Now, this scene is interesting, uh, Joe Spinell's demise, because mm-hmm. you, you see very little of Robert in this scene. I was wondering if uh, if there was a story behind that or not. Um, I don't remember vaguely. Um, I remember sketching out that action sequence because Robert wants to take revenge. Do you know, I don't remember this at all. at the edge of my seat. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jimmy! I think Robert is hiding here somewhere to get him. McKee, where are you? I remember this scene now. In here, Jimmy? Where are you, shithead? What is your your memory of this scene as, as you watch it? I think uh, it's Sir Robert's ultimate... Uh, yeah, I'm hiding and... Uh, Over here, Brewster. It's more or less the conclusion of things. He's getting rid of all the baddies. Yeah. So far, it's well done. I've seen him once a shadow. And aren't there a couple of cars and one's up on a lift? Isn't that the car that we see yeah, there yeah. up on a lift? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get him to uh, commit himself to something, and then I'm somewhere else. Well, that's the writer's story, not mine. (laughs) That's right, Brewster, this way. Really? Yeah, that's the day when I... Let me think. But so far, it's it's it's, it's good. It's you only seen your sh- Robert Shadow one. Well, you know Robert is there. I mean. We hear his voice. Up here, Brewster. Ah! 
think that had a silencer on it, didn't it? Is that what I noticed? Or maybe I'm wrong. Looks like it has. Aye. Good size gun. It's a good size gun. Traumatic license here. Yeah. Oh, here you go. Right. Well, I wanted to insinuate, you know, because it did it to Tony. Oh, that's the scene I wanted in. <laughs> yes, and this ending here with the tango dance. Yes, I, I like the tango. <laughs> that's Norbert's European touch, I think he... No, it's much my... I, I, <laughs> I don't know I wanted to have that in there, but I thought it looked great when Robert walks by. Tango dance. They don't fit in the black nightclub, really. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Hey, motherfucker, don't come in here with no motherfucking scary gun looking for me. Heard you've been beating Gabby nine hours straight. You don't seem to be number two, motherfucker. I hear you're up 14,000. It ain't all mine, I got a part. Well, then what about the 2,500? Tell me, two dimes and a nickel. Comes out of your cut, man. I said, pay the man. You're welcome. Hey, Jazz. Come back and chew me some pool sometime, babe. To find a, a black actor that dances tango wasn't easy. Well, is Nancy gonna come or not? Ah, she's probably sick of this guy. Okay. Put the there out. we go. Well, this is the ending, and this is a film, so. Uh-oh. Roman tidy it up. Romance blooming. <laughs> and Norbert, you mentioned earlier sort of the old-fashioned inspiration for this film. That's kind of a nice touch there along those lines. What do we do now? me. Jay Chataway with that nice... Oh, with the, yeah, the music, yeah, yeah. I like this work a lot. Yeah. Do you mind if I La Cienega Boulevard, now going down the hill. Isn't that what this was? Uh-huh. That's what it was. It's supposed to be New York, but it's not. Nope. You New have York. about three pictures that 
that starts with a car and finishes with a car. <laughs> he loves to start with driving shots or a car. Let me see, cast of character. Very good. Yeah, pretty nice, Norbert. That's what's her name, Kobe Turner, the script girl. I always like this picture. Yeah? Yeah. He was violent. I think now that some time has gone by since this movie was released, you really see how it, it kind of exemplifies the kind of action pictures that were being done back then. But it, it really, at the same time, stands out from the pack because of just sort of the, the heart to it, as I said before. Would you agree, Robert? Uh, I certainly agree to that, Dave. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I like this picture. Oh, there's my son, Bob Forster, Jr. You see that? Chris Mosley. Now, how many times have you seen this film? More than I should ever admit. <laughs> More than us, I'd say. Well, he knows all the dialogue. I'd like to thank all of you for being here, and it's been a real pleasure sitting here with you and watching this film and speaking about it. Is it coming back now, Norbert? Is it coming back? Well, you know, <laughs> it's been a while. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.